Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, everyone. Team Mom 2 is back. How exciting. Are you guys excited? Because I am. Um, so yeah, Team Mom 2 is back. How did I feel overall about the episode? I liked it. I am, though, not into the five-girl format. Um, I read online that someone kind of clocked the amount of time that each girl got, and Kale, uh, Janelle, and Brianna got nine minutes, Chelsea had five minutes, and Leah had four. Oh, which, I mean, I guess makes sense, but I just... I don't know. I just don't, I don't like the five girl format. It's thrown me off. I feel like it's one too many. I would like them to either have four or even cut it down to three because I just feel like five is too many, but I also don't care about Leah and Chelsea. So I would not mind seeing only a Kale and Janelle and Brianna show. But yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. I just found five to be too many people. And I wonder if MTV is, you know, next season going to cut one of the girls or if it's going to be five forever. I don't know. We shall see, I guess. Okay, so let's get started. And I'm going to start with Kale today. And the episode starts out with Lincoln coming home from Javi's house. Their divorce is about to be final. And Lincoln is so fucking cute. Um... Basically, Kale and Javi have a talk about how their divorce is being finalized, which is great. And I think best for everybody. That marriage was dead on arrival. It never should have happened. They, I mean, they loved each other, I'm sure, but they didn't get married for the right reasons. And yeah, it's, it's good that it's over. I think they just were like never well suited. You know, I think Javi wanted a wife that's a lot like his mom, somebody that cleans and cooks and stays home and has lots of babies and raises the kids, and that is not Kale, as we all know. You know, she's fiercely independent, she likes to have a ton of friends around, she wants to go out and do her own thing and have a job, and, well, not that she has a job outside of MTV right now, but Kale was never meant to be a housewife, which is what I think Javi wanted, and they were too young and too immature to figure this out when they first got married, because I think I don't even know if they were 21 when they got married. I think they were 20 when they got married. And then had Lincoln right away. And, of course, she already had Isaac. And I think it was just too fast. And they were too young to understand, like, what they were looking for in partners. So, right after... Or, it's really funny. The scene ends with Javi leaves and, like, gets up to hug Kale. And she's, like, sitting down. And she just basically, like, gives him this look. Like, no. And he, like, leans in and gives her this awkward kiss on the cheek. It's so weird. But, <laughs> I don't know. Kale just, like, I think in Kale's perfect world, like, Javi wouldn't exist. She just wouldn't exist anymore. Uh, we see Javi go and he gets the official divorce papers and they're officially divorced, which 
congrats. Everybody's happy. He did say we'll divide the assets later when he was talking to Kale, but I don't really know what that means. It's my understanding that he got the house that they lived in before they've been running out. She got this house. They split up the cars. Um, I wonder if they do child support or what the deal is. I would like to see their divorce agreement personally. Because, like, yeah, Javi works in the Air Force, but clearly Kale was the breadwinner. And I wonder if she had to pay him out. Um, although she doesn't really act like it. So, I feel like we saw way too much Javi in this episode. I feel like it wasn't even Kale's segment, but it was Javi's segment. And my thing is, is that this show is called Teen Mom, right? And I'm just, like, not interested I guess I'm not interested in watching the side characters, like, do their own thing if it does not revolve around the mom. Like, I don't care to watch Javi, like, go to CrossFit. Like, okay, cool, you work out. Unless Javi's seen as him, like, fighting with Kale, I just don't care about it. Even if he's with the boys, I just don't really care about it. I feel like it does not, um... It does not, it just doesn't work, I guess. It doesn't interest me. Uh, I just don't care about side characters that much. I've seen a lot of people, like, that they love, they would love to see more Joe and V and more Javi, and I just, personally, I don't agree with that. So, we see, oh, basically the timeline is all fucked up because their divorce is finalized right after the reunion was shot last year, and... Kale wasn't pregnant yet and I believe that was in October November of last year and then we see Javi fly to LA for a special which was in March (laughs) so and he's like yeah you know the divorce was just finalized even though they're like six months out but whatever MTV editing is stupid so Javi flies to LA to shoot a Teen Mom OG after special and there he sees Brianna Brianna of Teen Mom 3, or the Cousin Oliver, if you will. Uh, Javi has been friends with Brittany and Brianna for a while. I think he's actually closer to Brittany, Brianna's sister. Uh, They're all kind of fame-hungry. They all love to, like, tweet and make people, like, talk about how they're hanging out, if that makes sense. Um, But they just, I don't know... They're all kind of just fame-hungry, all of them. And they're all friends, and this is, like, I guess MTV's organic way to to bring Brianna in. So instead of just having Brianna, like, show up and we see her segment, we meet her via Javi. And they're all backstage talking. We find out that Brianna is pregnant. And... Javi asks who the dad is, if they're together, and Brianna just says some guy named Lewis, <laughs> which is funny. And of course, the baby is not planned because this is Teen Mom, and no babies are allowed to be planned on Teen Mom, unless you're Janelle and Nathan planning for a baby a month after you get an abortion. Those are the only type of planned pregnancies allowed. So that was kind of our in- intro into Brianna, but I'm going to do her in her own segment because it doesn't make sense to talk about her here. But yeah, I thought it was interesting to have Brianna introduced via Javi. I guess it does make sense if they are friends. Um, it's... I'm not sure. I just am not sure how I feel about her. I'm just not sure, guys. Um, 
so we go back to Kale, and Kale is FaceTiming with her friend and basically saying, like, she has a new boyfriend, but he is not interested in the show, doesn't want his name on the show. Like, he doesn't want to be on the show in any way, shape, or form. And Kalen makes a joke, like, he he probably just doesn't want his side chicks to know he's with me. Or maybe he said side hose. She said side hose, which is... Guys, she's a baby with this guy. <laughs> like, whatever. If he doesn't want to be on the show, like, that's fine, I guess. Although, I'm not really that into it. Kind of like I said with Chelsea, I am in the camp that if you are on the show, you should put everything on the show. Um, I'm not okay with Chelsea not showing her wedding or the baby being born or the engagement or the wedding dress shopping or any of the shit that she refuses to show. I think that should all be on TV. Just like I feel like Kaylin and her new boyfriend should be on TV and the new baby that she's going to have should be on TV. So Kale is like, he just doesn't want anything to do with the show. And like makes, you know, her making a joke that like he doesn't want his side chicks to know I know she's trying to be funny, but in my opinion, it's actually just kind of, like, pathetic and sad because she goes on to get pregnant with this guy. And it's just so insane that (laughs) she gave those interviews saying that this was a planned pregnancy. There, this guy, there's no, there's just no way this was a planned pregnancy. There's just no way. Joe comes over. Which is great. Love that they're still doing well. Kale explains that uh, she has a graduation project that she has to work on because Kale's going to graduate this semester, which is great. Proud of her. Really proud of her. And she said, everyone's co-parenting really well and everyone's getting along. And that the kids are handling it pretty well. But then she kind of gets into her Kale hissy mode because she says that she doesn't want to discuss her relationship at all on TV And she's just not doing it. She's just not doing it. And she gets up. This is so fucking funny to me. She gets up. She goes, I'm going to bed. The producers are there. Joe is sitting at her dining room table. And she's like, all right, well, I'm not talking about this and I'm going to bed. And, like, stomps off, like, turns the outside light off and, like, walks up to her room. And Joe and the producers are just sitting there like, okay, Kale tweeted that she was really not herself this season and that she didn't want to film a lot and that she hopes next season will be better. And, you know, I personally am kind of excited. I like seeing Kale stomp around. (laughs) I know it bothers other people when she refuses to film. And, like, yeah, obviously, like, I want to see this shit on TV. But I just think it's so funny when she, like, stomps around and, like, acts like she is the queen of the universe and she refuses to film even though this is literally her job. I don't know, guys. I just think it's funny. I think Kale is funny when she's, like, throwing a hissy fit. I think it's because part of it is because she's, like, such an imposing personality and, you know, like, a nickname she's always had is Hulk, which is not nice and I don't use it. I don't really use nicknames for any of the people. But it's just so funny funny to me when she like is just like angrily stomping around and like refusing to show any emotion but anger and is refusing to film and it just adds like my hate fuel to hate watching so for one like I'm fine I I'm fine with Kale like being mean to producers and refusing to film (laughs) 
<laughs> I understand why people don't like it, but I think it's funny and it entertains me. And that's all that I care about if something's funny. So our last scene of the episode with Kale is the boys are at Javi's house. Javi call, calls Kale to FaceTime, which by the way, I hate face, FaceTiming. I don't know why people are always FaceTiming on the show. I don't want to fucking hold my phone towards my face. I usually look like a mess. Like, I I feel like I don't get it. I think I might be too old. I just don't get what, why I would FaceTime like anybody ever. I just don't get it. I just don't have anybody that I need to FaceTime. But Javi basically FaceTimes Kaylin and says, I might get deployed again. I might have to go back again. And kind of starts crying. And Kale doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) She doesn't care. And you know what? I don't blame her. I get it. First of all, might. What does might mean? I feel like there's always a might. There's always a possibility. You're in the military. This stuff comes up. Like, what, what is Kale supposed to do? I feel like Javi is going to this well for emotional support that he knows is dry and empty. And I just, what is the point of going to talk to Kale about this? Talk to Kale when it's for sure and you guys need to make a plan when it comes to your child. You know, they're divorced. What does he expect Kale to give him? Is she supposed to sit on the phone and cry with him and be so upset because she's going to miss him so much? No. Like, him might being deployed, like, really has nothing to do with her. If he's for sure getting deployed, of course it has to do with her because then they have to figure out, like, okay, I'm going to have Lincoln all the time. When will he see your parents? Like, how are we going to facilitate our conversations? What are we going to do? But, like, any emotions that he has about maybe deploying are really not Kaelin's responsibility. She's not the one that needs to uh, reassure Javi that everything will be okay. Like, he lives with his parents. He should have went and cried to his mom. She's the one that's going to give him a hug and make him feel better. It's just, it's not Kale's job anymore. She divorced the motherfucker. She has other stuff to worry about. Like, at that point, she's pregnant with some guy that won't even talk, let his name be on TV. (laughs) It just doesn't really make sense that Javi would call her to tell her and expect her to have some emotional response The only reason that I think she would have an emotional response if he actually got deployed would be, like, sadness for her sons. But there was just no point. There was really no point to him calling her. And to me, it kind of reaffirms, like, how manipulative and wishy-washy Javi is. Because he knows Kale wants nothing to do with him emotionally. And yet he calls her and, like, cries to her on FaceTime. It's stupid. Uh, Of course, Isaac overhears him. And, well, first we get the cutest thing of Isaac gets on FaceTime and reads to, he wrote, like, a letter for Kale, and it said, I know I like to be at Javi's house, but I also like to be at your house, too, which is just so cute. Isaac is such a sweet soul. I love Isaac so much. But he hears Javi crying, and Javi's like, you know, I might have to go away again, buddy. Isaac starts crying. Lincoln's upset. Um, it's really cute. He tells, Lincoln tells Javi, you're my best friend. Isaac is coming off such a hard year. You know, his, for all intents and purposes, his parents got divorced. He was 
He had to deal with Javi being deployed, Javi not coming home to live with them, Javi and his mom getting divorced. The last thing that Isaac needs, his little sweet sensitive soul, is for... The last thing that he needs is to have to deal with the stress that Javi might go away again. It just seemed really irresponsible. If Isaac said, why are you crying, why are you upset, he should have just, I don't know, like, told him that he stubbed his toe. (laughs) So yeah, that was this week. I hope we see more of Kale stomping around this week. Uh, I think we might find out she's pregnant next week, which is very exciting to me. I can't wait to see her be nasty to everybody around her about this pregnancy because you know she's going to be awful. By the time I record next week, she probably will have had her baby. I think she was due at the end of July. So, you know, hopefully by next week we'll have baby low in this world and we'll talk about whatever weird name Kalen gives it. I wonder if it'll be a boy or girl. So since we already talked about Brianna, I'm going to move on to her next. I will say, I didn't mind the Brianna scenes. I actually found them pretty entertaining because she's a fucking idiot. Like, she's dumb. And she doesn't have the team mom money, which is interesting. She still lives with her mom. She's completely financially dependent on her mom, it looks like. Has Brianna had a job for the last five years that she hasn't been on TV? That's a good question. I have zero idea. She's just stupid and a wreck like the girls were in their first seasons, which is fun because we don't see, we just don't see that anymore. So although I don't like the five girl um, segments or style, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but although I don't like the five girl setup, I, I do like Brianna so far, I think. I think they're a train wreck, which is obviously, I think you guys know I love a train wreck. And I'm bored by non-train wrecks. I think I'm pretty obvious about that. Okay, Brianna is five months pregnant. And Nova, because there's another Nova, which is a lot. You know, now we have to deal with Nova Lee on Teen Mom and Nova Star on Teen Mom 2. Nova Star is this baby's name. And the new baby gets named Stella Star, just so you guys know. Which is a lot. Stella Star is not a great name. Nova Star is not a great name. Nova is precious. She's beautiful. She's cute. She seems smart. I really like Nova. Glad to have her on the show. But Nova's dad, Devon, is still not around. That's how you say his name, right? Devon. It's spelled D-E-V-I-O-N. But he's still not around and... She's five months pregnant, and she's hoping things will be different this time, which is so funny because things are never different in the teen mom world. We meet Brianna's baby's dad, who is named Lewis, and Lewis, Brianna, and Nova are riding or are outside in the parking lot of their apartment complex because she still lives in an apartment, which is great. You know, she doesn't own her own house. I'm trying to think if there are any other teen moms that live in apartments on any of the shows, and I don't think there are because everybody's got their own house. I like. I like watching them broke. I like watching the struggle of them being broke. I did notice that Nova was riding her bike and Brianna was just holding her helmet. Like, shouldn't the helmet be on Nova's head? Safety first, Brianna, come on. We get a really good, a really good scene here. So, Lewis said, Brianna's complaining about being fat and she's like, I need maternity jeans. And I'm like, is this bitch not wearing maternity jeans? Like, she is noticeably pregnant, has a large stomach, and is wearing her regular jeans. That's crazy. 
Um, <laughs> Lewis said that he thinks she looks good. And she, he thought that she would get swollen and have a Miss Piggy nose, but she doesn't have that, which is a lot. We find out that Lewis and Brianna met at a club and got pregnant less than a month later, which is classic teen mom. When she first found out that she was pregnant, she figured she would get an abortion, but she decided not to because Lewis was very supportive of her. <sighs> Guys, my head almost exploded when I heard this. This girl is a fucking mess. Her life is a mess. She's a mess. She had no money. Team Mom 2 did not come knocking until after she was already pregnant. But she decided not to get an abortion because a guy she had met in a club one month prior promised her he'd be around. Are you fucking kidding me? How fucking dumb can you be? Really, how dumb can you be? I, it's my, It's truly, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me that you can be so fucking dumb and you already have one piece of shit baby's dad. Like, Devon is a fucking idiot asshole who hasn't been around from jump. And then you meet another guy and you decide to have his baby even though you don't even fucking know him because you just met him in a club a month before. You decide to have his baby because he promises that he'll be around this time. (sighs) I mean, these girls really really need to stop having babies so that they can have families. I feel like that's the only reason that she's keeping this baby is because she has this idea that her and Louis, Nova, and the new baby, Stella Star, are just going to be this one big, perfect, happy family. And that's never going to be the case. It's never going to be the case. Meet a guy. Get to know him. Maybe get married. Then have a baby. I just... It's just insane to me. It's so insane to me. That she was going to get an abortion because she was not ready for this kid and then changed her mind because some, essentially a stranger promised her that things would be different. They decide that they're going to move out together and is also concerning to me because she has known this guy for five months and she's moving her daughter and soon to be second daughter in with him. I mean, Louis is basically a stranger. They've been together five months at this point and... I mean, I'm sure they weren't, like, boyfriend and girlfriend right away. Are they even boyfriend and girlfriend right now? Like, she never even calls him her boyfriend. She is going to move her precious little six-year-old daughter in with him. It just seems like a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. This girl seems impulsive and, most of all, dumb. Our next scene is Nova, Brianna, and her sister Brittany going to Legoland. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but Brittany was wearing a dress. Brittany's beautiful, by the way. Brianna's pretty, but... Brittany, to me, just has, like, such a cool, unique look um, that (laughs) Brittany is wearing a dress with a slit up to her thigh. Now, guys, here's the thing. Roxanne, the mom, Brittany and Brianna were all on, I believe, family therapy boot camp or family couples counseling family edition. One of those. One of the family therapy shows. And on camera, Roxanne, the mom, revealed that Brittany had a different father and that the man that she thought was her father, was not. So that was fun to reveal on national TV. And I really hope that that comes up more on Teen Mom this season. Brianna is excited to move out with Lewis because she's going to become an adult. And I about fell out of my chair, and by my chair I mean my bed, because that's where I was watching this, when she said that. This girl has a six-year-old, or how old is Nova? She's either six or seven. A six or seven-year-old daughter, but she now feels like she's going to be an adult because she's moving out with her baby daddy that she's known for five months. 
That's like the dumbest thing I've. I mean, br- really, Brianna's segment is just filled with so many dumb things. And I keep saying this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because each time Brianna talks, she says something more dumb, which is cool. I am here for it. But for her to say that she feels like an adult because she's moving out is preposterous. It's it's really crazy. And <laughs> Brittany goes, they talk about how Devon is like awful and he's not around. And she thought like he would be around, but he's not. And Brittany's like, well, you were 15 then, but you're mature now. So you're dating more mature people, which is LOL because this guy does not seem mature to me. Um... And she got pregnant because she wasn't on birth control because she didn't think she'd get pregnant again. So she didn't think she'd have to be on birth control. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does she mean she didn't think she'd be having sex? Did she use condoms? I'm sure she didn't. But yeah, Brianna, baby girl, you're a dumb dumb. We see them all go to dinner with Roxanne. And Roxanne said that she was mortified when she found out Brianna was pregnant again. She mentions that Lewis, I think she said he was 33. He was in his 30s. Uh, Brianna, I believe, is, if Janelle is like 26, I think Brianna's 24. So Lewis is significantly older and he has an 8-year-old daughter that lives in New York. Of course, because why wouldn't she find a guy with a kid that he doesn't live in the same place as her and can't be very uh, involved in her life? Roxanne is just like so upset that Brianna would get pregnant again because she has is sick And her health is rapidly deteriorating. And she has lupus, which is a serious chronic disease. Uh, And Brittany is apparently going to move to Seattle. Although via Instagram, it doesn't seem like she moved to Seattle. I mean, why would you fucking move to Seattle? I bet. (laughs) Why would you move to Seattle when the Team Mom 2 cameras come knocking? Like, she needs to get paid by MTV. She was probably going to move to Seattle. And then Team Mom 2 was like, hey, you guys want to be on... You want to be back on camera? Brittany was like, well, not moving to Seattle. Staying in Orlando. Um, (laughs) They went as far as to... Oh, but I bring those up because Roxanne is like, I need you to help me take care of my health. And now you're going to have another baby. And they went as far as going to the abortion clinic. Brianna had an appointment, but they called Lewis. And Lewis basically, like, agreed to be there for her. So that's why they did not go through with the abortion. Which, it's just, like I said, like I just said five minutes ago, it's just crazy. Uh, They hope that Lewis isn't the same as Devon because Devon is a piece of shit who's never around and he's the one missing out. And I've noticed that they constantly talk shit about him in front of Nova. (laughs) They do not hold their tongues in any way, shape, or form in front of Nova. These ladies give no fucks. No fucks at all. Our last scene, Brianna's at lunch with a friend and... Her friend's cousin, or her friend's cousin's friend, I couldn't really follow, basically hits the friend up and is like, how long has Brianna, or is Brianna pregnant because I've been fucking with Lou? Essentially. Essentially, this friend finds out that someone she knows is hooking up with Lou. So they get on Instagram and they look at her Instagram and Lou has been liking her pictures. So Brianna's like, okay, well, when were they fucking? Like, if it was four months ago, it has nothing to do with me. Remember, Brianna's like five months pregnant at this point. So, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty crazy to be pregnant with a guy and not care if he was fucking other girls four months ago because that's when you guys were fucking just to get 
because you met at the club and you happened to get pregnant, but you weren't in a relationship. She's like, well, if it happened four months ago, like, it has nothing to do with me. But if two weeks ago they were fucking, like, I need to know. So Brianna sends a text and it's like, hi, this is Brianna. When's the last time you did anything with Lou? <laughs> and the girl wants to talk on the phone, which is the end of the scene. And I, for one, am excited because we know via scenes that Lou has been fucking other girls the whole time. And it just goes to show, you know, why you should have had an abortion, Brianna, basically. Why you should not have a baby that you're not ready for because some stranger that you met promises that he'll be there for you. Just so stupid. It's just, just so stupid. And I think I'm going to be saying a lot of that through Brianna's segments. Um, Roxanne, her mom is like insane and I, I cannot wait to see her pop off and I hope she tries to physically attack Lou like she did on Team Mom 3 with Devon. I need to figure out exactly how to say his name. I keep saying Devon, but it might not actually be Devon. Um, But he's so inconsequential, I guess I just haven't remembered his name. So let's move on to Leah, who had four minutes of screen time. (laughs) I was wondering why I only have like eight things written down. Oh, because she was only on screen for four minutes. So Leah's getting a great edit in this first episode. She is starting college, but has to wake up all the girls early to take them to school. Everybody's up, going well, and out the door on time. Congrats, Leah. I'm so proud of you. She is so excited about starting college, but I have a spoiler spoiler alert for you guys that she stops college. <laughs> I think after two weeks, she stopped mentioning it. College just isn't for Leah, guys. Uh, There was one scene where the baby, there were baby dolls in the backseat of her car, and I thought they were real kids just, like, laying on the backseat of her car, and I almost screamed. Also, I want to say at one point, Leah came back on screen, and I literally forgot she was on the show because I was so fucked by the four or the five people segment that I was, like, fully entranced in Kale, Janelle, Brianna, and even Chelsea scenes. That when Leah came back on screen, I was like, oh, fuck, Leah's on the show. There are five moms. I am not interested in a Leah that is happy. And that makes me a bad person. And I understand that, but that's the cross that I'm willing to bear. I'm willing to admit this, that I don't give a fuck to watch Leah just doing drop-off scenes, to watch Leah getting the kids up on time, and to watch Leah not fighting with her baby daddies. Just not interested in it. It... It doesn't play for me. I don't give a fuck. All of Leah's scenes are fucking drop-offs and pickups at a fucking random truck stop off the side of the highway in West Virginia. I just can't. I just can't, guys. I want to see Leah strung the fuck out, nodded out while holding the baby, talking about the dye on the baby's head, not being able to get the girls out the house. I especially love to watch the twins reacting to Leah being a mess. <laughs> And that makes me a bad person. And I understand that. But really, I blame reality TV. Because who wants to watch a show of put-together people? Not I. Not I. There was one sad scene, and really the only scene worth commenting on, that Allie is getting dropped off with Corey. I'm not really sure where Le- or where Gracie is. Uh, it's just Allie and Addie in the car. And Allie is getting dropped off with Corey. And Addie starts crying. Uh, that she wants to see her dad. Although Allie, while they're waiting for her, says something funny. And she's like, where's my father? <laughs> they're getting so big. 
Addie says, Mommy, I'm sad Allie gets to see her dad and I don't get to see my dad. Which I can't even imagine, like, how hard it is to have kids with different dads and have different levels of involvement. You know, Kale's really lucky because Joe and Javi are both, like, super involved dads who always are around their kids. Um, but Leah is dealing with this thing where Corey is super, super involved with the twins. And I think it's especially hard because there are three kids with two sharing the same dad. Corey is super involved, obviously, with Allie and Gracie, and they're there over half the week. I think they're with Corey Monday through Thursday, and Leah gets them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm pretty sure. And at least that's what it used to be, and I don't think their schedule has changed. Jeremy works on the oil lines when he's around. He doesn't seem to have Addie much. She's gone for months at a time. Now, I'd imagine that's really fucking hard for Addie because there's her sisters get to have a dad that's, like, super involved and they're with him all the time. And she's getting old enough to realize, as we hear, like, she wants her daddy to show up and it's not fair to her that her daddy doesn't show up. And that's really sad. I just feel like it'd be really, really hard to have two fathers in play and only one of them is showing up for his kids. So poor Addie, so sad. And that was all that we saw for Leah this week. Hey guys, to hear the rest of this episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Love ya, have a great week. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.